And I tell you what, there ain't nobody bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Tall Podcast, another edition. And uh, this is the Tall Rider, and it is a Sunday, 22nd of August, 2021. Um, Yeah, so after one week, you know, one week after today, there will be only four months left until the new year. Woo! Where, Where did the... Where did the year go, man? Where did the summer go? Um, yeah, um, yeah. God damn it. Um, um, can you tell that that uh, I've been partying yesterday and the day before? Oh Lord. Um, yeah. Listen, I was laughing as I was st- starting the podcast, and I finally got this crisp sound right. That's. Uh, you know, you can hear me clearly, right? But like I said, I always test the sound before recording. And there was a lot of background noise. And I had to take the the microphone and just uh, mangle it again. Mangle it again. And, and, you know, what's so funny is that, <laughs> that the microphone is literally, you know, this is a, like a blue snowball microphone, right? So there is like this, you know, the microphone is shaped like a ball, on a uh you know on a on a on a what do you call it like a ball on a tripod right and you know and you could adjust the height and the position of the ball i know this sounds how it does but (laughs) so literally you know i take the i take the microphone and i just kind of put the ball part in my hand (laughs) and just kind of go you know, just kind of shifted back and forth, and and dude, and the weird thing is that it feels, for some reason, it feels exactly like the head of an infant, and you know, I just like think that I'm rearranging some toddler's, you know, spine while I'm adjusting the microphone. I mean, it, 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 it's you know, I don't know why I went there. I don't know why I went into that kind of dark place, but. But uh, you gotta know, you gotta know what, what what's happening in the background uh, of this podcast, of this wonderful podcast that I am just yawning constantly over. God damn it! Why, why does that happen? I can't control my breath for some reason. I'm talking about this for the fifth time already, and it, it it's like become a, uh, you know, it's become a condition almost. But anyway, you know, I I know that you're wondering what I did over the weekend. I know that you're sitting on the edge of your seat just trying to figure out why I'm so tired and uh, you know what cool stuff I was doing. But uh, damn man, let me tell you, it was a long day. It was a long ass day yesterday. Um, Well, I mean, not yesterday, but you know, all right. So if you've ever went, you know, through an entire night without sleeping you should know that 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 you know that weird feeling you know when when basically two days just kind of merge into this one really long um you know adventure so oh my god what happened was on friday on friday like fr- friday to saturday 
was like the longest was like the longest day I had in a while right and I'm gonna spare you like the boring details of going through my day but it was just like I was literally working until like 8 p.m. and then on 8 p.m. you know I met with some uh, with some of my friends and we went out and um, we literally stayed in the same you know bar slash club area for the entire night like right up until like 9 a.m. or something crazy like that and you know then most of my friends went home right to their significant others um, to their laptops and their movies you know maybe you know jerk off and uh, go to sleep or whatever but not me not the tall rider he had to stay and I, I met some some other friends um, and uh, you know we were we were we were hanging out and then you know someone of course offered to maybe let's go to an after party and you know let's go to my place and you know then suddenly the, these random chicks appeared right and uh, they were they were interested in doing that as well which you know all right sure um, so we went there, um, we listened to some music, we drank some more, um, you know, a lot of conversations, um, a lot of drunk people, just talking, talking absolute nonsense. You know what, you know what I, I really, I really hate um, is, you know, when people start just talking and talking and just talking your ear off and you know if 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 the topic of the conversation is interesting that's fine but if the topic of the conversation is you know how much people i've slept with and um you know how i just cannot con you know how how all of these people are just writing in into my dms and just i'm getting so man many messages from these random people and they are just coming up to me and just starting conversations and i'm meeting new people every day and it's like you know, it's like, okay, I get it, you know, I get it, you want to, you want to look popular, and you want to be the popular guy or girl, but it's just so, I mean, oh my god, I, I was literally, I was literally sitting there listening to all this, and just kind of looking through the window into the balcony, and just thinking like, you know, if I were, if I were to just walk out into the balcony, and to just jump off, from the sixth floor or something, right? Would that kind of send the message to the person that was talking into my ear that what they're talking about is just, you know, it's just boring and it's just not interesting whatsoever, right? That is, that is, uh, that, that was the thought process that I went through. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man, so eventually, you know, I just, uh, yeah, eventually I just, you know, um, got up and said, you know, I'm a, all right, I'm a head out, like Spongebob in that meme, right? But, uh, yeah, went home, man, just kind of slept for a few hours, woke up and made some tremendous shakshuka, which is highly recommended. It's like the, the most simple yet delicious breakfast item that is like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's like it has tomatoes in it, it has eggs in it you know, some random vegetables or whatever, you can add some meat, some paprika, and, uh, you know, just toast up a few slices of ciabatta, and, uh, you know, maybe make some kind of, 
um, maybe make some kind of you know garlicky aioli whatever and you're just you are just set for the day man it's just uh, yeah it's over it's over I mean you you have this kind of tremendous meal listen yeah I was I was talking about like in a podcast um, some time ago of how much I enjoy hangovers and that you kind of enter this you know really weird state of mind where your senses are all you know different and and you can use that to your advantage to like enjoy foods drinks right to just kind of you just you can just kind of be in that in that uh, in that state of mind for a while and while it isn't extremely pleasurable whatever uh, but uh, but you can you can get the best out of it by you know by making something some some really good food right maybe some stock some soup some some pho or some ramen I mean it's over right it's just like such a comfort food right and I don't know what you know I don't know what that is that is kind of like you know if you really think about it when something bad happens um, it gets you know and it, it gets really bad and then something good happens you appreciate that so much more you know, and if 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 I if I use an analogy from my own from my own stupid life, um, when when for example when you're running, right, you're extremely tired. You you know at some point you get extremely tired. It's just you know it's just getting too much, right? You're just kind of on your on your last legs basically. Then you come back, you take a good shower, and then if you and then if you just kind of crawl into bed and you have new sheets or whatever it's over i mean it's it's over you you literally melt into the bed and um you know and it's night night and um that doesn't happen regularly right if you were just kind of uh you know sitting at your computer for the entire day and then you got into that same bed you wouldn't you know it wouldn't feel as good but because you know you were going through you were putting your body through the crucible basically right and then you know you 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 went into into the shower into the bed it just felt it just feels five times as good right and of course listen this is this is like this is this is a stupid you know analogy and this is like so simplistic that i cannot believe it but but yeah man that is uh that is what it is that is what it is um and <coughs> just yesterday I think I realized that uh, that um, we have this possibility passport that you get, and only then can you enter like restaurants and uh, and places like that. Um, and you know, before you could get that, you could get that um, possibility passport by just you know taking a swab into your nose, you know, just for free, and that is uh, that is how you get it. But now, literally, like you know, a week, a week ago, they changed, they changed the law, and now you can't do that. And now you have to pay like seventy euros for a test. You know, I know, I know that everyone's tired of uh, of the COVID talk, right? But it's just. Uh, it's just really weird, man. Um, it is just really weird, and yeah, you literally have to take it. Uh, you, now you literally have to take. 
it it costs 141 euros plus 8 euros which is nuts right and if you wanna if you wanna go have breakfast at your favorite place you have to have that you have to have that uh you know you have to have that goddamn it uh, the, the 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 test right okay well there's one for uh 75 euros which is uh which is kind of nuts right all right i, I I'm ju i'll just put it out there i just put it out there that uh you know when when a lot of people here are talking about that now getting the vaccine is basically um <laughs> is basically uh what's the word mandatory right um and uh i mean it isn't it is it isn't mandatory but you are just kind of left um with a choice right um you are left with two choices and one of which is extremely um uncomfortable to some people i'd say you know it's like you can either get the vaccine or you can you know just kind of pay 70 euros for the PGR test or not go to any sort of uh, establishment where where they serve food or you know entertainment venues and uh, you know just places where where people gather but you can go to the grocery store so that's basically it um, so it kind of you know it kind of like leaves this you know I don't know I don't know man it kind of leaves um, very few options if if you do not wish to get vaccinated which you know some people don't um all right this is this is going slow right let's jump into let's ju jump into something interesting man um um what 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 was happening here um god damn it i forgot already um okay so there is this new channel which called which is called conbini confessions all right, Conbini Confessions with a K. It's 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 gonna be big, I think, and it's basically like all gas no breaks, but it's the Japanese edition of that, and you know, I, like Asian people, especially like Japanese people, are just like so completely, you know, foreign, right? Like real OG Japanese people who live in Japan right they are just so foreign you know they look so foreign that it's um it's it's actually incredibly interesting to watch and you know they, they the way that they communicate right and and the way that they kind of uh the way that they kind of show emotion and just kind of um it, it's just completely different from any western culture and it it, it is just so interesting to watch um, because, uh, well, because it, it just looks like, you know, the, those people are like from a different planet or something, right? And they're like, literally, you know, in, in the US, like on YouTube, there, there are like these prank shows where like this really charismatic asshole type, uh, of host just kind of goes around, I don't know, Las Vegas with a, with a microphone and a camera and just kind of talks to people like all gas no breaks right but the but the host is uh is not an asshole um and uh, you know and all of those people are just like yeah woo to, yeah, yeah, they want to 
be on camera, right? Because they're drunk and uh, and whatever. And in Japan, man, like the people that that were drunk, they are just like completely. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say that they're completely different, but they're the, the vibe is just. It, it, I don't know. I, it, it's hard to put my finger on it, but uh, yeah, man. I definitely recommend watching Convini Confessions because, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's another it's another thing that you can sink a few hours of your time into, and uh, and be entertained for that few hours. Um, yeah, it it is really cool. It is really cool. Um, what else did I want to talk about? God damn it, I I totally forgot. Um, and this is what happens. You know, you kind of sit down. You, you want to talk about a lot of things, but it's just... Oh, okay. All right. I remember. Dude, I, I, get, I, you know, I took an interview from a, from a chef, right? From a, uh, from a legit chef, which is, uh, who is, who is basically now focused more on, uh, on, uh, on, on the, on the sweeter things, right? Like cakes and, uh, and, and shit like that. But we talked for like over an hour and there were like a few really interesting, um, there were like a few really interesting points um, that he, uh, that he kind of revealed. And one of which was the knives, right? We were talking about the most underrated and overrated kitchen equipment um, out there, right? And according to him, expensive knives are just you know, way overrated. And what he said made so much sense to me because I do make a lot of food at home, right? I make everything at home basically, right? Um, What he told me made so much sense because I was like literally sitting there watching Joshua Wiseman, watching Binging with Babish, right? Watching, um, I don't know, Action Bronson, watching Jacques Pepin, right? And I'm, I can just mention, you know, the names of chefs so you can establish, you know, so I can establish authority that I know something about food. But listen, don't mind me, all right? So we were talking about knives and all of these, you know, in all of these cooking shows and all of these chefs, right, I see they have these incredible knives, right? These Damascus steel, you know, the ones with the swirls um, on, the, on the actual blade, um, you know, the swirly things, it, it looks like a katana almost, right? Cool ass knives, right? That, that literally cost, you know, almost a thousand dollars. And um, Peaceful Cuisine also has one that I really remember, you know, it kind of, you know, the handle is really cool and the knife is just amazing, right? And, you know, and this chef was telling me that he also has those knives, right? He has a set of, uh, of Damascus steel knives and he says that uh, they are just laying in his drawer and he doesn't use them basically because you need to spend like six hours um, to, to sharpen the entire set. You have to get the, you have to get the, the, the soapstone and you have to manually sharpen each knife you know, and it takes a really long time to do it right. And of course, you can go and and take the knife in to 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 like a shop where they're gonna professionally sharpen it for you. But again, you'll be paying for that, and um, you know, it's just 
inconvenient. So he so so this guy says, you know, that he has that set of knives and he literally uses just one of them. Um and you know, the others just kind of lay there because they need constant attention. Right? Regular attention. They're like a kid. And he said like he literally bought, you know, a set of knives from IKEA and that those are like the best knives ever because they cost like 10 bucks, right? Each and you don't have to be careful with them, right? Because they just cost 10 bucks. So you can buy the regular sharpener, right? Where you literally, you know, put the knife into this kind of coin slot or whatever, and you just kind of, you know, just you just kind of drag the knife and it, you know, and it sharpens it that way. And you just literally do these motions for like, you know, three or four times and you're good to go, right? And it, and it doesn't, you know, it kind of does damage and dull, you know, not dull, but damage the knife, right? Because it's eating away at the blade, um, you know, little by little. But again, the knife cost, you know, 10 bucks. So you don't care. If you would have a Damascus knife for $657, you would literally cry every time you would, you know, drag the blade through that coin slot um and doesn't that just make so much sense right so instead of having this incredibly expensive and labor intensive and uh you know um attention requiring knife set that of course looks cool and cuts tremendously but why not just buy a set of knives for 10 bucks each and you can just you know you can go to town you can go crazy with them right you it's whatever right because the because they don't cost as much so you can literally, you know, you don't have to care about them so much. And like, you know, that was one of the things that he said that uh, that really kind of made sense. And I was, you know, I was thinking about, you know, man, my birthday is coming up. Maybe I should treat myself and maybe I should get like one of those expensive, cool looking knives. And, uh, you know, and after our conversation, um, I realized that, uh, you know what, um, I'm not going to do that. And I'm literally going to also wait for like a new knife set from uh, from Ikea and get that instead. Because it just makes so much more sense. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that that is uh, that is something that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, you know, home chefs could uh, could use in their, <laughs> you know, could could use for themselves. I mean, it's really it's really you you really don't need a damascus steel knife if you just you know if you just make shakshuka and you know just do a steak like once a week um it, it is really not a uh not a worthy investment um so yeah so that is uh that is just one of the things that he kind of mentioned that uh that really really made sense and you could really feel you know, whenever you're talking to a person who cooks, and if you cook yourself, you kind of have this uh, this different style of a uh, conversation because you kind of can immediately understand that the person knows their way around food and around the kitchen, and um, and uh, it's it's kind of like two people talking about sports or you know talking about cars, and if they're both passionate about the topic, the the conversation just kind of takes a a, a whole different. Um, turn and and in the context of of giving of taking an interview um it's it's just you know it, it, it's like if 
imagine like if if someone who knew nothing about cars would be um you know would be interviewing some kind of racing car driver right there would just be no you know there would just be no you know uh what's the word <clears throat> there there it, there would just be no chemistry right because one one person just knows absolutely nothing about the topic and the other person is like a a a world class um you know performer in the in the in the industry or whatever but but yeah so so it was really good because you know we talked about mise en you know whenever i i, I just dropped casually mise en place right and if you if you're not like a cooking type you're going like what the fuck does that mean are are they t- are, are they talking in uh are they talking in code are they are, are are they talking in tongues but uh you know but if if the other person knows what that means it's just like they immediately kind of you know take the conversation to the other level because they they know and they're comfortable with uh with uh with with you and they know that they can talk about food and they talk about specifics and you will understand them and you will be able to communicate you know those those same topics back to them and and for those of you curious right mise en place is like a french way of saying of uh everything in the right place which is uh which is also another tremendous lesson that uh that you learn um if if you get into cooking right and and basically what mise en place is is when you prepare all of your ingredients before starting cooking okay so let's say for example you're making that shakshuka whatever right so well maybe not shakshuka right let's take something else because i'm afraid of uh i'm afraid to list the ingredients and uh people actually thinking you know and saying hey man that's not shakshuka you're not doing it right um (laughs) so what i mean is um all right so let's say that you're making let's say that you're making some chili all right so what goes in there you need onions you need garlic right you need uh minced meat you me you need some kind of beans maybe you need some kind of uh um i don't know tomatoes right tomato sauce um you know tomato paste um various spices right so what mise en place is is before you actually you know start the process you chop up your onions you chop up your uh your 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 uh, garlic you get the mince out of the fridge you get all of your spices aligned um you know you get you know you open a can of beans right and you kind of have everything laid out on the table ready to go right so you're not looking for something or you know whenever the process starts you know it's it's gonna it's gonna go smoothly right and and this is how this is how like people justify making something in 5 to 10 minutes when you think that that is not possible so what makes it possible what makes you know f- making food so quick is the the mise en place part because you could be like preparing the ingredients for a meal for like half an hour you know if you i don't know if you need to if you need to peel potatoes, carrots, right? You need to chop up the onion. You need to, I don't know, wash something. And, uh, you know, you, you need all these different spices or whatever. It kind of takes a long time. But if you do that before, right? And then you s- just immediately start cooking with, with the mise en place in place, 
you know, just the cooking part can take you, I don't know, 15 minutes, right? Because you already have everything. You don't need to chop anything. Everything is ready to go. You just literally pick the ingredients up and you just kind of add them to the pot or pan. And, you know, it's just all kind of flows really well. So, listen, this is, this is, I'm, I'm really taking a long time in explaining this. But, uh, but yeah, you just basically prepare the ingredients, have everything ready to go in, you know, in these small, you know, on your cutting board or just, you know, small uh, plates or whatever. And you just start cooking, man. And you just basically just, you know, it, it it's all like, you, you know, you just kind of move the spatula or whatever. And you just add the ingredients one by one. And uh, it, that's it. And, you know, in 10 minutes, you have something ready. And you don't have to you know, just kind of scramble across the kitchen looking for black pepper, right? That is, that is the, that is like another hack. If you want to start making food, um, it's, uh, it's having the mise en place ready and, uh, you know, just everything ready to go. It makes it so much more easier. And if you, all right, this is going to be like the, the cooking podcast. All right. So if you, if you, if meat is involved, in your in your dish right you cut the meat last so you cut all of the ingredients first on the all the non-meat ingredients right onions vegetables you know whatever and you leave the meat last which kind of uh, for me was kind of counterintuitive right because I thought that okay well the meat is like the main component of the dish so I need to prepare it first and uh, I need to have it ready uh, first, but what that what 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 happens then is that you actually have to basically clean your cutting board, um, and you have to wash your cut cutting board because there were there was meat on it, you know, especially chicken, right? And there's a lot of like, uh, you know, you, you you can get you can get the salmonella or whatever from from raw chicken, right? And uh, if you don't clean the cutting board. Um, so basically, so what you do is you cut your vegetables, you cut your mushrooms, you cut your onions on the cutting board, right? And it's not disgusting. And only then do you cut the chicken and, and the, the, the meat, right? Because if you do it the other way around, you're then basically putting your vegetables on a cutting board that's just disgusting and just, um, you know, covered in, uh, in, in, in these bits and pieces of raw meat. And you don't want to do that, man. I've, I've, I've done that. Uh, a few times before I realized that, you know, that this needs, uh, there needs to be another way to do this, right, um, so where was I, yeah, so anyway, so I was taking this, you know, uh, we were having this interview of, uh, um, I was having this interview with this, uh, with this cook, and it's really, it's really cool, man, it, it is really cool to see kind of uh, how other people who are really good, who are basically, you know, surrounded by chefs, who have a business with food, and you know how they kind of see that um, through their own lens, right? Because it's basically you know that's something that they do every single day, and they're not just like a casual, um, they're not just like a casual uh, home chef, right? And they they actually create you know stuff that is uh, that is on another level, right? And another thing that you, he said that uh, is is mostly that. A lot of chefs working in the uh, in the industry today today, they're working at you know at these places where you know they're they are tasked with making a specific type of food, 
and they do not make that food from themselves which is a really good point right because imagine if you were working in a restaurant that served you know I don't know a uh, duck all right let's say duck and whenever you get home you never ever make yourself duck right let's say duck breast right you never do that for yourself so how can you how can you make something and serve it to other people if you never make it for yourself and you have no kind of you know reference point of how to make it taste good if that if that does that make sense i mean i think it does you know because it's like it it, it is really weird and i think that yeah a lot of chefs you know that are working you know in kitchens um suffer from this problem right that they don't actually eat their own food and that they're just making the food because they're made to and uh you know they're following a recipe and it's just very robotic right and there's no you know whenever a chef sends out the duck breast he would never himself eat it for some reason because he never makes it for himself so it becomes this kind of soulless um experience and like you know when i was interviewing the guy um he said that uh yeah that's i i find that in a lot of kitchens that that is the case and um you know that now a lot of chefs a lot of home chefs are actually better than someone who's working in a kitchen because in a kitchen you are just kind of in this you know a you are just kind of in this uh uh oh my god what's the word you're kind of in this frame right where you have to make you know like these 20 specific dishes and that's it right because that's the menu and you have 20 dishes that you can make and uh, and 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 you know and that's it but if you're like a home chef like you could do literally anything right you can do anything and uh and yeah um that is that is what makes it better especially today right where where you have all of these resources right all of these hacks and all of these videos right where you can literally just kind of follow follow it loosely and and something is gonna is gonna happen but what i really hated were those really short um they were really popular for a while those really short um, food videos that kind of showed you these you know it, it kind of showed you like how quick and easy you can make something that looks incredibly delicious but they kind of didn't show you any of the details on any of the important details that if you screw it up you're not gonna have a, a, a tasty experience I think it was tasty yeah it was called tasty remember those videos tasty I mean literally someone was showing you know how to make a cheese sauce with the roux right you add, you put some butter in you put some uh, flour in uh, you know you kind of cook it at cook, cook it out a bit and then you add milk and you know and then you add cheese right and it showed that in literally like five seconds all right because it's all sped up and it's all cut the video is just edited and cut in a way that makes it look you know like it's literally five seconds so you know you they show you they, they put in the butter the flour boom then they you know put a whole thing of milk in and then they put cheese in and now you have this really thick and amazing cheese sauce but what they didn't show you is the actual proportions needed right that 
you know there needs to be a specific amount of uh, butter and flour to make a good roux that you need to cook it out for a while and that you need to add cold milk and you need to add it in batches so it doesn't clump up and you just didn't know that right because the the video is literally you know that part of the video is literally five seconds and they don't show you that and for someone who's making it for the first time it's just impossible to to get it right because you need to know that right you need to know you need to know um, you know the proportions and the the techniques that that need to be done Jesus Christ am I talking about this you know I, I really don't want to position myself as this kind of know-it-all when it comes to food right but it's just you know these kinds of observations and the interview that I did just kind of uh, uh, just kind of really um, what's the word just kind of really um, uh, 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 I don't know evoked if that's a word yeah it kind of evoked this um, this appreciation for for making food and uh, and and for food in general because listen making making a meal for someone is like the nicest th thing you could do and that comes from Bill Burr right which is you know basically I'm emulating the podcast um, you know but I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid all of the Bill Burrisms um, in this podcast, in the tall podcast, because you know, I, I just can't help it sometimes, man. It's just like he—he he is such a such an influence on on the way that I kind of uh, talk and and what I find funny, that it's just impossible, you know, to not say that. Look at the weather, you know. That just comes, you know. I've been listening to Bilber for so long that I just kind of, you know, let's let's talk about ladies, you know, th those types of. Uh, those types of little phrases that he does it's just like impossible to escape from because at this point they are just like part of my psyche and uh you know sometimes i'm trying to sometimes i try to kind of distance myself from that but uh you know what usually ends up happening is that i just unconsciously you know talk exactly like bill does and uh you know it it kind of sucks it kind of sucks um so all right so let's 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 plow ahead here as uh bill burr would say let's plow ahead here plowing ahead here um how you know did you see the 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 latest videos from boston dynamics no well um i think you should watch it and if you don't know what boston Dy dynamics is they are basically this kind of robotics company um from the u.s from boston <laughs> uh going back to bill burr um but uh yeah man they have been uh you know you've seen those videos floating around of um of you know of those robots walking and carrying boxes and you know people kind of uh you know uh uh, uh pushing those robots and and you know them kind of adjusting and not you know not going to the ground it's actually really cool and what they did now what Boston Dynamics is doing now is like on a whole other level. So basically, they have robots that can do parkour. They have robots that can dance. They have robots that can do backflips. And I mean, it's just getting to the point where where it's starting to look really scary. All right, because once you realize that you know what these robots can do will 
eventually surpass what humans can do, it's it's over. I mean, I mean literally, like they have a robot that can do I don't know, that can do beginner level parkour moves. Right? And you know that they are, you know, that the technology is like literally growing growing in an exponential scale and that they're getting so much better and better. You know, first thing they had was those robotic dogs that looked really, I mean, like from some kind of post-apocalyptic horror movie, right? You know, the dogs that hunt you. I think there was like an episode on Black Mirror with the the black and white one with uh, with those really scary looking killer dogs that just kind of come in and, and uh, just kind of kill you in, in all these different ways. But... Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it it is it is freaking scary. All right, I'll 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 say it again. It is really scary, especially when you're considering that those things don't feel any pain. They don't feel any kind of fatigue, right? They have stamina to go for wherever. They're programmed, right? So you can't really talk to it. They're gonna do what they're gonna do regardless of what you what you say or do. I mean, it's um, yeah, man. It's it's I don't know. It is really scary. If if those things get into the wrong hands and they kind of create like this kind of super soldier, super robot soldier, which is like again straight out of the straight out of a sci-fi movie, it's uh it's over. I mean it's it is definitely over. I I don't know I don't know what kind of EMP you you would need to to set off to 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 stop an army of uh, parkouring robots, um who you know who then dance to do you love me after you know after murdering an entire country um in sync you know in sync right it's just uh yeah yeah that is uh that is that is that is scary i mean i don't know man it's just like is, is this is this you know is this the time where where you kind of begin to become afraid and uncertain about the future like everything's changing back in my day you know back in my day we were buying dragon ball z gum and looking at the stickers and then going and playing with sticks outside and now you know and now these kids are transitioning into different genders and just watching cooking videos on tiktok you know i I think that i don't know I don't know. This is such a this is such a deep topic, but I think that uh every generation has has that. Right? Whenever they see, you know, I bet when my parents were were looking at at the cartoons on Cartoon Network that I was looking at, you know, like Cow and Chicken with which was really weird, right? Because Cow and Chicken had the devil and the the devil had this had this huge ass that for some weird reason was sexualized in, in some kind of way, right? It's just like, you know, I bet that, and, and I was like, you know, seven or six, and I bet that they when they looked at, you know, that show, that uh, that they thought that Jesus Christ, you know, that's that's like totally out there. And, uh, you know, that the same thing is, uh, is happening, uh, is happening with each generation, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know how it was where where, where um, with my grandparents, but uh, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I think that's just the way that the world works, okay. And uh, you really cannot. Uh, 
you really can't do anything about it, right? You can either be like this salty, um, this salty guy who's just kind of, uh, you know, complaining about everything, or you can kind of just, uh, I don't know, go with the flow and agree with everything, or you can be in between, right? You can kind of observe and not agree with everything, but just kind of, you know, have the have the rational ability to understand, you know, why it's happening. Am I making any sense here? Um, <laughs> am I making any sense here? I don't know, man. I think that, you know, I think that everyone, everything needs to have this central party, right? Which is, which is totally like, I do, I do not understand why in politics there are literally, you know, the, the, the central parties are, are just never popular. It's like, it's like the most rational thing. You take the good parts from, you know, from the conservatives while removing the bad parts and you also take the good parts of the you know libertarians while also removing the bad parts and you fuse that together together right and and you and you create this central party right that has a little bit of both but not extreme right you just kind of take the the most rational ideas and you kind of throw away the the the, the really you know the really the really bad ones you know like let's segregate the black people and uh you know let's let's not allow for gay marriage you know you kind of those fringe ideas you kind of toss those out the window and you're just kind of left with these rational thoughts and i don't understand why doesn't that work i mean granted my my knowledge of politics is uh literally um i don't know below par but uh but yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where, where, how did we get here? How did we get here? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I was, yeah, that, that you should have this kind of uh, central opinion about, about things, right? That you shouldn't really go into the extremes on one side or the other. And you just, you know, it would, it makes most sense if you are somewhere in the middle and then someone comes along and says like, oh, you're like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you don't really have your own opinion. You just kind of, uh, you don't really have your own opinion. You're just kind of like Switzerland during the Second World War, right? You're just kind of neutral and you just kind of, you don't belong to any camp and you think that you're really special and that you're really smart because you kind of don't subscribe to, to, to either ideology and then you know and then what are you dude i think i answered my own question right now right why aren't the central parties popular i think that yeah people might be thinking that uh you know that they just that they are just spineless no opinion having uh individuals that just kind of uh coast along with uh you know and take just you know half of the idea by and totally ignore the 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 other part um oh my god yeah so let's let's not dive too deep into the uh, into the politics all right because um I, I don't know if this um 
I don't know if I want this podcast to, to go in, into that direction whatsoever. Um, I've been watching The Office, everybody. I've been watching The Office and I find it to be the perfect time killer because an episode is 20 minutes. It's like, and they so masterfully create these cringe situations and the execution, right? The acting is just so good that you kind of relate you can you can relate to what's happening but they just take it to a whole different level with it right it's like i don't know you know remember like when you're walking into a store or something and you open the door and you see a woman walking behind you but she's kind of far away right so you just kind of hold the door for her but you literally have to wait for like 10 seconds until she reaches the door and it becomes this kind of awkward interaction right where you're just like standing there holding the door like an idiot and now she has to kind of start walking faster you know so she so she appears grateful um for you know that that you're holding the door for her and it becomes this kind of cringy situation in a way right but what the office does is is, is it takes that situation and just kind of i don't know just adds so many more layers to it right it, it they they kind of make it i don't know the woman falls over and you know i, I don't know it just becomes a, a whole different beast and that makes it you know even more funny right so i think that they have like this re- really nice cocktail of relatable and over the top right so the relatable kind of makes you engaged with what's happening and the over the top is is what really makes it funny. So I just explained to you why I enjoy The Office. Jesus Christ, what is this podcast about? All right. So listen, um, I don't know, man. I I, I have to I have to go back to 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 to, to my Sunday and just kind of do um a whole bunch of a whole bunch of chores to prepare for next week, where I will be going on a team building mission where we will be sailing the baltic sea with a goddamn boat that's been around the world with the lamborghini of of sailboats and uh i'm looking forward to that hopefully the weather is going to be okay and uh, damn i'll be reporting I'll be reporting back. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm sailing on Thursday. So not going to report about it on Wednesday. But uh, but God damn it. Looking forward to that, man. And I got to, you know, I got to do stuff. Um, you got to do stuff to enjoy, right? I got to I got to write some stuff um, uh, into the future. And uh, and yeah, listen, I'll check in on you on Wednesday. And uh, I hope that you have a relaxing Sunday and that you will be ready for the next week and that you will be refreshed and ready to go and uh, and yeah until we until we talk again on Wednesday so this has been the tall podcast um, with your host the tall writer and uh, thanks for listening so see you see you next time